You're listening to Fighting Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. Very nice. So, Erica, you do all the lead vocals. Is that right? Okay, so... And as far as the vocals are concerned and the lyrics to the song, are you able to convey the lyrics in feeling maybe like the way he wrote them? Or how, how does that work for you? Um, yeah, I'd like to... Th- yeah. Hello, the folks, and welcome to were, um, episode but, twelve. I have a pretty decent oh, understanding of um, one, two. I am Tracy. The emotion and that I'm we're going for, and we um, are your hosts. It, like, of you know, there's a couple songs us. that I, I have so. Brad's lyrics from that were written before I joined, but then in there, it'd be somebody else's show. After I joined, Brad still written some of the lyrics. Welcome to our show, people. Driving out loud. Okay, so today we have a very special metal band out of Denver. Talk about it. Yeah, liquid. We uh. We used to actually go to breweries like sometimes after practice, and like instead, like you know how people love the music, um, Starbucks to feed their creative soul, like with their laptop. Like okay, so special thanks to Erica Stiff. Uh, That was our strategy. Was the same thing, just like coming up with lyrics at a brewery, just like yeah, like if you're coming up with lyrics. If we wrote a new song at practice, we'd just like yeah, just like the two hours after practice. Would be like so me for furiously scribbling on a bar and be like, this today, and this is, <laughs> these are songs going to be sure off of on too long. EP, <laughs> yes. which you can find on Apple Music Very nice. and Spotify. Um, so yes. how did, yes. how did so you guys get together? So please go check them out and follow them on whatever platform what, you use. Who brought everybody to music? together as the current band? give them a follow. Well, anyway, uh, so we are going to jump right into this interview, but first we are going to play... It's in one of the smaller parts of Sheridan down and here it's in called Colorado. My veins. And I decided to start playing drums so, again. Without and further like ado, Brad was saying, here's the song, the Running Through My Veins, me and Titanium. And after that, three that started we'll it. So right out of everybody that started it, I'm still, I guess, one of the founders of it, basically, because I actually worked on getting it all together to start up. And it evolved as time went on. Lyrics are changed. We still use some of the original guitar player stuff that we started with. Some stuff we Like, but yeah, I think so. That was like 2017, and like, right, like, or 20, 
Yeah, yeah like, it's 2017 when you guys had your first two shows, and then my first show with the band was in fall 2017. Um, after lots of learning and writing and stuff. That's true. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's been three Sorry. years with us. And then, um, then Jake was the most recent addition. Um, after uh, losing our previous bassist Bert, um, Okay, so that was Running Through My Veins by Liquid Titanium, and we here, oh, yeah. we have Liquid Titanium, all members of the band with us here today. All of them. All I'm right. excited. So Erica, on, everybody? Erica, howdy, Brad, howdy. Jake, hey, Mike, hey. how's it going? Welcome to the show. We're glad you guys decided to join us today. How's it going, guys? Hey. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for coming You're on the good. show. Thanks. This is cool. Good deal. Just trying to stay alive out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we just wanted to invite you. Oh, there's a... <laughs> Dog's Sorry about that. No, no you're, you're good. <laughs> so we just wanted to invite you guys on the show and, you know, share a little bit of your music, a little bit of your history, you know, that kind of thing. Just get Background. to know you guys. And I know Running Through My Veins is what we just heard. So can you talk about that song a little bit? You know how it, how it came to be, how it was written. You know how how you guys put it together. It came about as a, a means of pr- putting forth a positive message to a to a lot of people that are going through the hard times. Just because I mean, and it's pretty prevalent that it's uh, being played uh, through uh, through a dark time in our country and throughout the whole world. Um, I, I I mean, it's really just about overcoming obstacles and just like whatever tough times you're going to be facing, you know, you can get through it as long as you are able to, um, you know, make the right choices and make it through like, yeah, make it through the fog yeah, and all sure. that stuff. I mean, at the time when I had written it, uh, it was the first uh, song that I had uh, brought to the band. <laughs> I actually joined in like before, like uh, with a, with another guitarist and um, he brought me on, like the guys brought me on and that was the first song that I brought along just because like I wanted, like with a lot of metal music, I always want to make sure that there's a positive means of uh, getting your message across uh, lyrically or otherwise. So it was, uh, it was uh, like, and at the time I was going through some pretty hard stuff too. So like I was able to use that as an outlet to be able to write something positive as opposed to anything nice. negative, you know? those things exist but you know cool so what what's everybody's part in building this song um so so you wrote the actual lyrics is that right 
Yeah, I wrote the lyrics and I wrote uh, the guitar parts as well. Um, it was uh, it w- like the, the band was originally with a rhythm guitar player and a lead guitar player, but uh, due to unfortunate circumstances and circumstances out of our control, our, gu- our other guitar player had to leave the band for to be able to take care of himself sure. and do what he needed to do. So, um, like, there was parts that he came up with and that we worked on together cohesively. And uh, in terms of, like, the other instruments, uh, it was just more of, like, collaborating by, like, here's what I'm doing. Match that. <laughs> well, and then, of course, of course, the vocals changed a little when I joined. Um, that was kind of the song, at least as far as I remember, that was kind of the song that uh, convinced me to join the band, like, at my first audition with uh, with all y'all. Um because uh, I don't know, it was uh, this is just a super fun song. Like, and I was really like, like I think I remember exactly three quarters of the way through, like when the solo happens. I was just like, yeah, no, I like this band. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then and yeah, and after I joined, we added. It was it was good to be able to add. That's cool. Lots of harmony, vocal parts, which is happens in a lot of our songs. So basically, the music touched your soul, and here you are. That's nice. That's that's a good story. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the part that I'm not even involved in. It was the part that I like the best. <laughs> Very nice. So Erica, you do all the lead vocals. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in, as far as the vocals are concerned and the lyrics to the song, are you able mm-hmm. to convey the lyrics in feeling maybe like the way he wrote them? Or how how does that work for you? Um, yeah, I'd like to th- I like to think that yeah, with the songs that Brad wrote the lyrics were, um, that I have a pretty decent understanding of um, the emotion that we're going for because sure. um, it like you know th- there's a couple songs that I have Brad's lyrics from before, that were written before I joined, but and then they're even after I joined, Brad still wrote some of the lyrics to um, a few of the songs, and so we work we work collaboratively a lot and. Uh, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, we uh, we used to actually go to breweries like sometimes yeah. after practice, and like instead of like you know how people go to um, Starbucks to feed their creative soul, like with their laptop, like writing yeah. their latest <laughs> screenplay or whatever. The weirdo. Uh, that was our strategy. Was the same thing of just like coming up with lyrics at a brewery mm-hmm. and just like yeah, like a beer we, and coming up with lyrics. <laughs> if we wrote if we wrote a new song at practice, we'd just like yeah, just like the two hours after practice would be like me for furiously scribbling on a bar and be like, Brad, is this good? <laughs> and me. <laughs> Make sure I don't ramble on too long. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so how did, how did you guys get together? What, who brought everybody together as the current band? Well, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, uh, I had a shop. And one of the smaller parts of Sheridan down here in Colorado. And I decided to start playing drums again. And then, like Brad was saying, the previous guitar player, me, him, and Bert were the original three that started it. So out of everybody that started it, I'm still, I guess, one of the founders of it, basically, because mm-hmm. I've actually worked on getting it all together and started up. And then nice. it evolved as time went on. and lyrics have changed and we still use some of the original guitar players stuff that we started with, but there's some stuff we won't. <laughs> I think, I yeah. think uh, am I, am I right in remembering y'all didn't play your first show until you had Brad really. Right. 
That's right. Yeah, we um we played a show our first show as like a uh, amateur uh like uh, like amateur night sort of event over at uh Antero Hall of formerly X Saloon. Uh I was actually coming back like our first gig was actually I was playing a gig up in Breckenridge and I needed to like make my way down to like haul ass to get there to play this other gig and like it was um I don't usually mind um singing and playing at the same time but uh having a singer in the band definitely makes things a lot easier sure. but yeah, yeah we <laughs> probably played we played we i think we played two shows uh before we got erica we played at that uh at antero and then there was another over at the this like this bar in, on colfax i can't remember what it what the name of it was might have been bar bar <laughs> it was, no i think it was bar bar because no, i remember looking it up when i was like when i when i was auditioning for you guys i'm like oh have they played any shows before like and i like looked it up and i'm like I can't like find. I don't think this bar actually exists. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wasn't much yeah. of a thing, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. Like, yeah, so there's a place I used to go back in Florida. It was called the Bar with No Name. It was literally <laughs> like, the Bar with No Name. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Creative. when places name themselves things they think are cute. It's yeah. never cute. <laughs> like, but yeah, I think so. That was like 2017, right? It's like or 20. Maybe late 2016. 2017, yeah. Like, yeah, 2017 when you guys had your first two shows, and then my first show with the band was in fall 2017, um, after a couple months of w- learning everything and writing <laughs> new stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's been three sorry. years with us. And then uh, then Jake was the most recent addition um, after uh, losing our previous bassist, Bert, um, who it just retired essentially um, <laughs> um for health reasons um he's having kind of hearing trouble um we mm. love him and appreciate his his contribution a lot and um but yeah we love so, you bert but, yeah shout out to bert i hope he's listening <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were super super worried that we wouldn't we wouldn't like we're like oh how are we gonna fill such big shoes and um we were lucky enough to find jake earlier this year um, with big and, feet, yeah, with his big feet. <laughs> and, and big feet. Just like you know, he doesn't play the exact same thing as Bert, which is why we liked him a lot. Like sure. we, he has his own has his own voice and has his own uh, style, and uh, we're yeah. thankful to have a basis when, when lots of bands are missing one. <laughs> I know it seems like around. we hear that a lot. A lot of people are always looking for a basis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what we hear all the time. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> learn right. how to play the bass. We're, we're glad we found Jake. Jake. He's a commodity. <laughs> so Jake, well, it sounds the like drummers always need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like they're putting a lot of pressure on you, Jake. <laughs> All the weights on yeah. you, man. <laughs> well, but and it was really it was really uh, irritating earlier this year because like you know we just added Jake to the band and we were all hyped to play our play our first show with him and like that got canceled from COVID of course and then yeah, the, right. you know how many times total. Uh, like three or four at least and it's like yeah it's bad yeah <laughs> but yeah. that's the state of, state of the business right now so yeah so are you guys able to play anywhere right now i mean i, I don't know what the lay of denver looks like right now with regard to COVID, uh, it's, but well, as, it's up in the air we right played now, a show in august yeah yeah we played we played a show in august over at uh the, at a venue called trailside saloon mm. um and uh we uh we actually have a couple shows that are coming up like Depending on everything, if, mm-hmm. if everything is still going, but we're supposed to be playing 
uh, a, a festival that a Wolfpack Productions, a local company or a local production company out here in Denver puts on every year. It's like a whole bunch of bands together. We're playing on uh, November 14th with a whole bunch of bands, uh, with a bunch of local bands. And it's going to be headlined by the singer of uh, Steelheart. I'm spacing his name right now. So, buddy, if you're out here listening to this, I apologize. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the next show that we have on the books is uh, going to be on uh, New Year's Eve with a couple of cover bands, uh, Hollywood Roses and Motley 2. A couple uh, of the original bands too, though. It's a, like, yeah, there will be a couple of original as sure, well. Yeah. There will be a, a Epicac. And uh, driven by turmoil, and um, I think I think uh, sit on six, yeah, sin fix or one of those guys, yeah. So I mean, (laughs) but bottom line is is that like we definitely want to keep on playing as many shows as possible, but also make sure that we're staying safe at the same time. Yeah, sure. Uh, Because I'm I'm also in another band uh, called Immortal Sin, so like I like I'm all about gigging and everything, Mm -hmm. but I just want to make sure that I have a fine balance of staying staying home when I don't need to be out all the time, but. Yep. It also, but it also, um, you know, you can't fight the urge to rock, man. It's, <laughs> really, you can't like quarantine or not. Like the rebellious side is like, yeah, like fuck the system. Like let's just keep on rocking. And well, like, you want to oh, go out, and, uh, you want to go out and see other shows and like support the other bands that are playing now yeah, too. You definitely. know, like that's that's yeah, the thing yeah. that I keep struggling with is like, oh, I want to go to shows all the time, like I used to, but <laughs> yeah, that's that yeah. You have to like you be uh, be cognizant of uh, social distancing and everything, uh, but like in the in terms of that time, <laughs> yeah, I miss mosh pits as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like in the interim of all that, though, we're also like in the process of trying to put together uh, an EP or even an album to go record because we got a whole bunch of killer material that we haven't released to the masses for people to listen to. That's going to be my next uh, yeah, We have well over an album's worth of stuff that we haven't recorded yet. That's just. Two new yeah, songs that's so, been with us. That's that's true. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So so talking about having uh, an album or putting together an album, um, you guys currently have what is it six or seven songs on Spotify right now or Apple Music? Yeah, and five EP right? with five. Uh, yeah, about our, five. Our, um, oh, okay. EP Burt Bridge. Um, so it, would you? Yeah, um, that has five songs on it that we released. Nice. Twice, I guess. Once in 2018 and once in 2019. Um, nice. Um, are you guys? Would you guys throw those songs on an album? Or are you gonna like keep those five separate as like your kind of initial? I don't know if you guys want to call it an album or not, but I would because I, I I looked at it and I was like, oh, these guys sure. have a nice little album already put together. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still it's still up in the air to some extent um we know we're definitely gonna yeah obviously be recording um at least five new things but um whether or not we package it how we can package it still kind of up for debate yeah (laughs) well and yeah like i mean like nine times out of ten like a whole bunch of like uh singles have always been a part of albums i mean like like even the first like metallic yeah like metallic has done the same thing yeah three-part yeah. albums like i think the, like grid van fleet that band they like released their debut album really as like three mini albums like right. like three right, yeah but, like each then, one had the previous plus, like, songs and like more <laughs> and like, the little. first five we had bird in there with that so i don't know if we mm-hmm. if we added as one album then we probably at least yeah it'd be kind of weird yeah. to 
Yeah. yeah. yeah we, have to, we have to re-record yeah. some stuff. So more likely than not, we'll <laughs> those will stay as they are. Nice. I'd, okay. Uh, suspect, yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I forgot what my next question was going to be. <laughs> okay. So, so you guys have, as you, as we talk to you right now, you guys have been together for, let, let's just say a year since the beginning of the year. Um, what are your guys' thoughts towards the future? Are you guys going to try and like take off and, you know, try and make more albums? Or are you just playing it by ear and seeing what happens since you guys are the way you guys are now the um, with the new basis in there? you just kind of feeling out things or are you guys like, no, we're all, us I, four are doing it. We're, think, we've, got, uh, we've got a pretty, pretty, you know, I, th- I think Jake has all of our songs pretty well down by now. And so we're, we're pretty much ready to go or to very right, sense, ready to go with, with sure. recording what we have and playing out and all that jazz. Right. So. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, we were kind of leaning because of the pandemic and everything else about trying to get some studio time in mm-hmm. before we're worried about, really going out and doing a lot of shows but yeah. as they come up we've we've got one on the books right now that's kind of teeter-tottering because our cases are up high in the state right now so yeah. and then sometimes the bars and some of that scene gets closed down first so yeah, yeah. it's just kind of it goes yeah, up so- in the air but we've also talked about as this has been progressing like this that we were going to try and focus more on doing some more studio time yeah yeah Very so nice. recording stuff is definitely a priority especially given the fact that we have i don't know 16 songs at least like <laughs> yeah. like you know that's enough for All like two hours like, like we should yeah. probably just record that stuff <laughs> right, right. <laughs> very nice so who, who's doing your recording um we haven't uh, um a hundred percent decided yet I, gotcha. uh, okay yeah we're probably gonna uh, in the in the or, past, we've worked with uh, Jamie over at Module Overload. Okay. Or like mod- Module Overload. O- Overload. Overload. I don't know why that. that, that. I mean, Module Overload is kind of a cooler name, though. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be the name of a of like a thrash. He's listening. Or, like, he's like, I wish I was. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we worked we worked with Jamie over there, and uh, we've had uh, tremendous results. And uh, we mm-hmm. did our uh, mastering uh, with Brad over at uh, Evergroup Studios. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the tremendous time, work. The, the second time we we or the twenty nineteen version we had uh, remastered by uh, All Aces Studios also, and he that's we like that too. So <laughs> there's just so yeah. many good. There's so many. There, there's a lot of good music people, people out here you know <laughs> yeah there's a there's a there's a hell of a lot of people out in the denver the denver area that have like tremendous uh work that they put out like uh like there's an abundance of choices it's all about what's uh what's uh financially feasible for sure. all of us i mean let's face it we're a bunch of musicians we don't make a whole lot of money so yeah at least not but, yet uh, yeah like sorry no i just said at least not yet <laughs> yeah, at least not yet, right? One day. Yeah. Come on, I like the <laughs> Gotta have it. What is it that uh, let me ask you this. When when you decide to record a song or when you have it when you want it professionally recorded, what mm-hmm. goes into the decision making process? I mean, what about the song leads you to say, Okay, this needs to be professionally recorded? I guess I mean we should think about how we chose the five that went on uh, our EP that we already released. Like I think we just kind of used a a mixture of what our personal favorite songs were, sure, and like also what seemed to get good reception from the audience when we play it live. Like 
you know, like we have friends or even just random people sometimes will come up and say like, oh, I love this song in particular, or like, you know, our people who have seen us at multiple shows will be like, you like this, this one song is be better than the others or whatever. Like, so we kind of like take that feedback that we've gotten from, from yeah. fans and then also from, you know, just what we personally like to play and, and think. I think a couple of them we might have tried doing because we just knew the songs as well that, as we did. That too is like, yeah, we, we, we want to pick the ones that we could nail in the studio and not waste time sure. as well. Yeah, it was definitely a combination of all of those elements because uh, when we went into the studio to record the <laughs> album, like, uh, we just like went in and we nailed, like we did all the songs like as a band in, in, uh, in like a couple of sessions. Like we just mm -hmm. knocked out like those five in one day and then we would we come did, back and we did one in one take. Was that running through? <laughs> it probably was. Yeah. I think that, that, that was a one take on that song right there that you guys played. <laughs> Vane's really? Nice. Oh, that's cool. I think nice. so. Definitely. And that's just one of the songs was too. one take. <laughs> that's awesome yeah and that just goes to show too like uh the more that you practice before you go into the studio the less time it takes up to like nail your nail everything down if there's a, if there's any like aspiring uh musicians out there that have any ambition to record my best advice is rehearse 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 so that so that way you can just get in get everything done quickly and it doesn't make anything too stressful and because like studio time definitely has a lot of time constraints. Like sometimes you're you have to pay by the hour. Yeah. Yep. And the quicker you or, get done, the easier can the less you have to pay. So what yeah. is the number one? If, um, or, I'm sorry. Let me ask this real quick. What what's the number one thing that holds musicians or bands such as yourself back from recording? Is it money? money. Is it money? money? Is that what it is? A lot of it's financial. Absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent. It's money. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, and like, you, like we've even like had the discussion of trying to put something out on our own by using like by using like recording programs, uh, like like at that you could easily download yeah. for free, yeah. like like Audacity. Well, because like there's a lot of people have been have been like during especially during quarantine when you when their you know recording studios are closed to go into like people have been you know recording just like the raw oh, instrumental at home and then sending them to somebody else to like sure. pretty up and it's like you know that might be the cheaper route but then it takes a lot more time because like none of us are an audio engineer and like we have to learn how to do that stuff and that's not yeah. easy there's a reason that that you pay people lots of money to do that for you <laughs> right. it's yeah absolutely easy. it's there's a lot that goes behind it and also like every band that wants to record something wants to have a stellar product to, to put out and everything too. And like, we could have easily done it, but also at the same time, like we want to put out, we, we want to put out like a good running Cadillac as opposed to like a beaten down, like, you know, sure. a Subaru or whatever. So <laughs> we, can record um, demo, we can record demo tapes ourselves, not professional sounding. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Pete DeBoer on the show. Um, he's the, what is he a master engineer? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think over at World Famous Studios. World Famous Studios. Yeah, you weren't supposed so, to. So yeah, we're that gonna have him yet. on the show, and I, I wanted. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, ask a couple of those questions because we do have other musicians that listen to the show, and you know, I, I want that information out for the musicians out there. I mean, if it's a money thing, and I, I don't know what else or what other obstacles there may be that hold people back from you know making that decision, but. 
But oh, sure. Just really just money. That's really all it is. <laughs> that's the biggest factor, honestly. Yeah. Well, and like even like the financial standpoint of that, too, is just like, yeah, it may cost money, a lot of money for bands to do that. But at the same time, the people that are putting the albums together and recording all that stuff for you and mastering all that stuff for you, that also costs money as well. So that it makes it a very complicated sure. double edged sword for sure. But um, I think well, yeah. a lot of it, too, is um, like in terms of what holds us back from recording is that just making sure like it's it's probably like a minute detail in terms of what you would need to do what would hold you back is just making sure that your stuff is rehearsed right and making sure that it's cohesive and solid it's like because music is you don't want to spend a lot of time and effort you know like uh me writing something in stone that's not like the best it can be sure like because like there's a lot of it like uh even after a song is yeah, because we've had some stuff that we listened to after we, like yeah. after we recorded it, there was stuff we listened to that we just wanted to change because yeah. even though we'd been playing it like that for so long, it sounded all right to us. But all then right. when we heard it, I was like, wait a minute, maybe we need to do something right there. I do the same <laughs> thing with the podcast. I'll hear something on the recorded version. I'm like, oh. God, I'm not gonna listen to this for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> it's like, why did I say it that way, or what? What was I thinking? Yeah, but that's I. Th- I think that's just the subjectivity of art in a nutshell. Right. You know? Yeah. Like what might not sound all that great to you might sound like perfection to somebody else. True so. that. True that. Or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why might sound like my mother on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what what drives you guys to create your own songs instead of just, you know, playing cover songs and stuff like that? Because there's obviously there's, you know, some great big hitting other metal bands out there and there's always a scene for cover bands. But we we like the bands that create their own music. So what drives you to keep coming up with songs? And clearly you guys got quite a few more songs just ready to come flying out the barrel. And uh, what just what? gives you the drive to make your own music instead of being a cover band i mean personally like for, for me as an individual it's just a compulsion <laughs> like like literally <laughs> i just can't not write music like um i have like aside from the stuff we do as a band like i personally have like notebooks and notebooks of lyrics to songs that exist in various levels of completion like i think i wrote my first song when i was like eight or nine maybe Very like nice. it's just kind of like like a thing I have to do rather than choose to do almost. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of other musicians feel the same way. Uh, 100%. I for you guys, but like, yeah. Well, I was just about to say uh, that like, like what drives us to uh, put out original music is putting out original music. It's being able to express ourselves through a voice that we, we enjoy it in, in a capacity that makes us feel good. Right. You know, right. um, I feel that uh, having that, like what's a total trip is like looking out into the audience and having people sing along to the lyrics that you wrote. It's like, Oh my God. That's got to be uh, cool. It's, yeah. And, and uh, not to get, not to get too deep it, into it, but like uh, having like a recording of original music um, that exists forever. And that's right. like a piece uh, of your, that. a piece of your leg. <laughs> yeah. Like I did that and that's going to stay out in the sound waves for the rest of time, you know? Yeah. 
And I think that if it's whether, whether or not people listen to it, <laughs> whatever, yeah. but it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there, and it. it's the it's the message that I left it, it for for everybody to listen to. So yeah, I've, I've done a fair share copy stuff, but I've never been all the way in, as you would say. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I will yeah. spend more time on perfecting my stuff, and I, I'm a drummer that doesn't count. I don't know how well that works for any drummers that might be listening. I have not been able to train myself to count. I come up with some wicked drum beats, but I, and I can play just about anything that I can hear on the radio, but they're playing that. I appreciate their music. I've yeah. grown up listening to music my whole life. Yeah. But when it comes down to it in front of an audience, I would much rather play my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it would awesome. be some kind of crazy version to a cover anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, doing yeah. unique versions. Like, like that time we, we, that time we did a cover of Lose Yourself and mashed it up with like Hangar 18, it was righteous. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. But that's like, you know, doing a unique version what of What about Outshines? I want a seal too. We got to talk about Outshines. Yeah, we used, to do, we used to do that seal song. Yeah, like, like you know, we, we don't do a lot of covers as a band, but, um, you know, that's a... And that's, I think, a good thing. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've well, really been in cover bands. Covers. Fun for their own, the, like, been fun in its own way, you know? Like, um, like it, it's for... Well, even with, even, yeah, even with doing different. covers, you know, we do, yeah. uh, we do renditions uh, of particular songs and anybody can play it note for note but like mm-hmm. if you give it your give it your own what's the point of that <laughs> yeah if you give it your own flavor you know that's what makes it that's what makes it so great i mean take for instance you know kill switch could have easily done uh, the holy diver cover note for note but they made it their mm-hmm. own and it sounds at, like people will often say like i almost prefer that over the original or even like with the turn the page with metallica yeah. No, I, I, I love Dio. I love Dio. Like I have a list of of songs of covers that are better than the originals. <laughs> that yeah. I can't listen to. But, but very nice. But okay. it's funny. Like even though we do have, we have played a couple of covers in the past, we always find that those are the first thing that gets cut off the set list when we have to cut it down to a shorter length. Like right. it's like, oh man, you know, we only have thirty minutes. There's no way we're gonna fill any of that time with cover. Like when we have so many of our originals that we love playing, like, yeah. like why bother? Like the only time we will do covers if we need to fill time, like we have to play it <laughs> hour plus gig or something. Yeah. And there's sometimes that we'll play shows that some of our songs actually go along with other bands a little better mm-hmm. than most of our songs. So we'll okay. try and pick some so the yeah we do try and stays more, you know. Symptomatic type of thing. Like that's that's one of the things I love about the music that we write because it's kind of like uh, there's a lot of variety, (laughs) a lot of variety in the stuff we write, and so it's um you know we can get paired up with like 80s cover bands and we can tailor a set of our original songs that like fits with that, or we can get paired up with like super heavier stuff or whatever. Like because we can like you know we we have a decent spread of spread of genre. Yeah. Of, of genres within yeah. rock metal. It blends. It blends. Yeah. 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 Flexible. So let's let's. Well, move it's in. just it would get boring just play songs that all sound the same as each other. Like what's yeah. the point in that? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Exactly. So let's move into the song Mirage. When, when did this song right. come about? And who, 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 who came up with the lyrics for this song? First of all, this mostly mine. This was, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a collaborative effort. Yeah. Like, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. Brad, I think you. I think you. You wrote like. 
one verse in the pre-course or something and then I like I think I edited it though <laughs> yeah yeah and, and then went took it and ran with it <laughs> it was kind of like a Pollock thing you know like you start yeah. with one thing and then it just keeps on going and going but uh yeah. in terms of the content uh and it seems yeah and it seems fitting um I mean I, I guess I don't, I don't know about fitting but um this song is about like actually being so burnt out that you're so exhausted and you're so tired that you're actually hallucinating and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. very much like a mirage. At least, yeah, like at least in, in the way I see it, it's kind of almost a, you know, it can be a metaphor for a lot of different situations that you might be going through um, where you just feel like you've been putting even, you know, doing it too long and you're just exhausted and you keep thinking you see the end of your struggle of sure. like whatever it is that you're struggling through you keep thinking that you see the light at the end of the tunnel or like the oasis in the desert you know like yeah. you keep thinking that and this and then it's not there and then you're just like lost again <laughs> so yeah. without getting too personal where where were you in life when you're when you're coming up with the lyrics to this song i mean personally i was kind of like right like when i wrote it i was writing about like things that have happened like a way that hadn't felt in the past sure. like I, I like I'm, that's, I'm halfway decent at that to write lyrics is like putting myself in the shoes of my my past self when I was like going through a really hard time. Um, so like yeah, this one like I, I, I kind of, when I was in college, I kind of had to, like a bit of a mental breakdown and like dropped out of school and like just was in a super dark place sure. and like it was bad and I didn't feel like I could fix it <laughs> and was really hopeless for a while. Sure. Um, and that was that was before I joined the band, actually. But like, I definitely can vividly remember how that felt, and kind of pulled from that. That's cool. <laughs> Good things come out of tough times sometimes. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah. they do. absolutely. Misery breeds the greatest creativity. I don't wish for misery on anybody <laughs> to like for whatever it is that they're mm -hmm. going through. But if, like, another piece of advice is like, if you're going through some hard time, put it through a healthy outlet, whether it's exercise mm -hmm. or whether it's through music. Do it that way. Don't ever put it on somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to let you guys listen to Mirage by Liquid Titanium. Uh, we will be right back. It's one of my favorites.
you'd like to hear more from Liquid Titanium, download their latest EP, Burnt Bridge. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. You can also get all the latest band news and upcoming shows by following their social media sites, including Facebook and Instagram, or just follow the links provided in the show notes. Do we get to hear it too? I mean, like, yeah, I'm like, I yeah, can, we can I can, that's <laughs> probably one of my personal favorite songs to do. I don't know why. Like, it's, it's a kid. Like, every time we play it at practice, I think I've said this to you guys before at practice. Like, every time we play that song, I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> the song always tends to evolve, like, dynamically, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like I've never like thought of that. Like even in the studio, it's like fuck. Why didn't we go? Why didn't we use like dynamics? Like go from quiet yeah. to loud. Yeah, like and that's everything. The most frustrating thing is like is like I feel like we play it better over time, even now. Um, and so like yeah. like I'll listen to the studio version and be like, oh man, we could do that so much better now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's just the difference between a live show and like the recording. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why people go to live shows. I mean, like Ingve Malmsteen, like. He, like I'm sure if you told him to play note for note what he recorded for Far Beyond the Sun, he wouldn't be able to do it because he, <laughs> he improvises. <laughs> he he improvises all the time, like, yeah. but he still plays within the context and keeps the melody going and everything. However, you know that's why people. I mean, like Zach Wild said it best in this uh this uh documentary that they did about him a few, like way like a few years ago it's just like if they want to hear the record i would just like go home and just turn the lights down and just jerk <laughs> off to whatever it was I was doing. you know <laughs> nice that's that's my zach wild impression Should I-, <laughs> I think you'd probably do a better zach wild impression with your guitar in your hand so <laughs> hit harmonics like every five seconds Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to kind of reason he and Dimebag were like besties. So, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. I want to like, kind of get into they a bonded little... over their love of pinch harmonics. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I want to kind of try to get into a little bit of the history of each one of you guys. Um, kind of like where music started for each one of you. So let's just uh, sure. we'll we'll start with Erica. Where did you know music just start for you as you know a child? Oh man, that's hard to say. Like, like, okay. I don't know if I believe her when she says this, but my mom says, tries to tell me that I started singing before I started talking. I don't buy that, but like, but like I would like, you know, make baby babbling noises along with the radio, like even before I could talk, like, like, um, and I was like in choirs and stuff all throughout like elementary and school. And I actually went to performing arts magnet school, um, for like half a year or something like that, um, before I had moved somewhere else and then abruptly decided I was going to be a physicist instead of a uh, rock star um, <laughs> but then I realized I could do both um, nice. at, a, at a certain point which is about when I joined this band nice. um, uh, but yeah when kind of uh, I think did a lot of like musicals and stuff in, in high, like high school too uh, my first band was actually a jazz band oh, cool. <laughs> um, doing like jazz standards like full of like I was the youngest person in that band by like a, like maybe a handful of decades. Like we, I think we mostly played at nursing homes. Um, nice. Granted, we we played paid, paid gigs at nursing homes, so I, I got oh, an unreasonable cool. expectation that I would yeah. make money at shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, oh yeah, uh, that was I think in the end of high school when I did that. Um, and in college, I kind of like I didn't major in music, but I 
was the only person who minored in classical voice. <laughs> and, Do you like, play any instruments? Things. And uh, um, I actually was a president of an acapella group briefly too. Um, okay. and arranged like a lot of the music for it which was fun i wish i could still do that honestly um i have like a bunch of acapella arrangements like that never got All performed right. like sitting on my computer <laughs> and i'm like i need i need a people need a choir again <laughs> so do you, do you play any instruments um yeah um not not publicly right gotcha. now but i actually used to be the drummer in a band um for about a year uh that band broke up eventually, but it was it was a fun adventure. In in, uh, I initially tried to play drums and sing lead, um, which I realized was not very doable when we tried to cover a Soundgarden song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't sing like Chris Cornell and also play weird jazz drums. <laughs> um, guess we're getting a singer because <laughs> I really enjoyed playing drums actually. So I'm like, ah, oh, I already sing in Liquid Titanium. I can play drums in this other band. Um, get both and but and I also play guitar and bass. Um, for fun, like for myself. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. I don't, it's a kind of, I kind of just can't help. Oh, and I, t- I had piano lessons for like so many years too. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm a piano player myself. <clears throat> the, the what? Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, I'm a piano player myself. Yes, I am. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But it's only, I like... never, I don't think I ever played, I never played a recital, but I took lessons for like five or six years <laughs> and my piano teacher, like I didn't practice cause I was afraid of being loud at home. Um, cause my parents would get mad if I woke them up by playing piano in the middle of the night. <laughs> so like I just didn't really practice that much. And my piano teacher, I would like just play the piece really slow by sight, um, and hope that she didn't notice, but like all the time she would just look at me and she's Ukrainian, like, you know, <laughs> of course, because it's piano teachers have to be right um and she'd just be like Eric, could be really nice if you practiced you're really good at sight reading but that's not what i'm trying to teach you <laughs> and i'm like how can you tell all right jake what I about you for I'm, sight reading I'm sorry. skills <laughs> jake what about you when did you pick up the bass at first so the bass started actually let's see 29 about 10 years ago um and that's the thing that I've been playing the longest. Um, music really started for me in third grade with a neon green recorder. Yep. <laughs> been there. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then after I annoyed my parents to hell with that, they uh, they uh, bought me a couple little records. So the first CDs that I ever had were Enya and Phil Collins. Nice. Of all I'm the I'm the only 11 year old listening to adult contemporary before I get a few Hell yeah. But but realistically, I was raised on country. Um, and 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 so between like my dad blaring Garth Brooks and and Topeka, I, I developed this affinity for the guitar. Um, that didn't really fit in with um being raised Mormon and the choir practice that they would put you through. That was all. That always gave me this sort of jam for the monastic. So, so today I love Gregorian chant stuff. I mean, who doesn't really? Well. Yeah, right. yeah. There um, was something that I used to now, listen I, to. I think Enigma. Now, that's chapter I one. I would say chapter two was Guitar Hero. <laughs> all thing, all thing. Very nice. My best friend in middle school showed me Guitar Hero. We started jamming on that. One by Metallica was the first rock song I ever heard. Nice. And Very and nice. that was just a real catalyst that just sent me just let me let me discover punk and metal and grunge and just discover all of it. 
Yeah. Around that time, I figured I don't like playing a six string guitar that much. After you beat Guitar Hero and you decide, <laughs> okay, now I'm going to actually try this, playing this thing myself. I learned, what was it, a couple Nirvana songs and I think Glycerine by Bush. <laughs> and that was that was about it. Um, and my cousin was selling his bass to move out to Seattle to be a tattoo artist. And uh, he said, hey, hit this thing with your thumb. Oh, <laughs> that's it. I was playing in the wrong cleft the whole time. Um, that was, yeah, that was 10 years ago now. Uh, nice. And I had another band in college that, uh, that I started with my best friend. That was Mother Culture. Um, and I think everybody, all you guys know, that's where Gray came from. Yeah, so I had, yeah, I had this 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 one old song that I helped compose, and so that became one of our other songs that we're planning for this EP called "Somewhere in the Gray." Nice, completely nice. different now than it was when I played it back then. But so, that and that was five years ago. So five years ago was uh, yeah when the band broke up and. Uh, now we're here. It's so what, what, what's crazy kismet meeting Erica? Yeah. What style do you use when you play? Are you like a slap? Do you use slap or, or what, all, what style? All finger. Do you I, I'm useless with a pick to be perfectly honest. Okay. I, I, I can't figure out. It feels like it's in the way. I feel like my fingers, both hands have to touch the instrument. They have hmm. to be all of it. I ruined a friend's cello that way. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Use the I, but I saw these guys play Thunderstruck with their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> shredded the horse hair on the bow. <laughs> yeah, I shredded the horse hair out of my fingernails instead. Nice. <laughs> you, really, you really should play the, the upper bass more often than I have here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, and I play that without without any bow or anything. But that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As correct as correct can be. But, uh, <laughs> Whatever sounds good is correct, honestly. Right? Yeah, we, ro- we sure. rotate that to the right orientation and try that next time. Yeah. Play Avalanche on it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got a video somewhere of, 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 of Bert jamming. I forget what songs, but like... Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. think he was just noodling on a on that. Oh yeah, he, like, I think he might have just been there. randomly noodling like right after I bought it. I'm just like, Bert, show me how this is done, because <laughs> I I'm suck at bass. So. <laughs> okay, so Mike, I get the feeling that you've been playing for a while. Well, uh, not <laughs> so much, I would say. Um, I started up a little bit when I was young, you know, middle school and stuff like that. I was introduced to some rather heavy bands. And then when I was old enough to start getting out and about and being able to go to backyard parties and pitting like Erica was talking about, uh, you know, just music became a drive for me. So, you know, loud stereos and all my cars all of a sudden started picking this up and that. Yeah. Then started toying around with it for a little while. Then my friend's band had dropped the drummer for some reason. I forgot what it was. So he went and did a show with them and just went for it for all out for a while. And then, uh, yeah, at a younger age, I went through a divorce and rather large set of Ludwigs went to sale for really cheap because she's a little mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Things happen. I I hadn't played for a long time. And then in 99, I had a fall at Burt Chevrolet to put uh, titanium plates and screws in both heels from uh, bilateral fractures. Oh, wow. Jeez. I 
I decided to pick up, see if I could even do it again. And that's how it started down in my shop where I actually had space and where I could be loud like that. And nobody cared because I didn't have residential type neighbors. So it's just how liquid titanium evolved. (laughs) Nice. It's got a nice little back. So so like all together, maybe seven and a half, eight years, maybe a little bit longer. Oh, really? Okay. That's really cool. Definitely sounds like all of you guys have been playing for a lot longer than than what you guys actually have. It's really, you guys got some talent. That's awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. All yeah. right, Brad. So when did you pick up that guitar? I picked up guitar. Born and, with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Sick, I wish. Man. No, um, I started when I was uh, 13. And uh, really, uh, my approach to learning it, like, um, my uh, late grandfather, like, had a guitar um, that he would always uh, mess around with. And, like, each time that I would pick it up, I would just strum it. Be like, this isn't doing anything. And then I then I figured out, like, oh, you actually have to fret all this stuff. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> so this is how this works. I want to learn how – I want to learn more about it. So when I started playing, I was um, really uh, fixated with the Beatles. And um, instead of learning the chords – I would play the vocal line as opposed, like by ear, sure. as opposed to just like looking up the chords in Mel Bay, Mel Bay books. You know, I would always uh, just try to figure it out. It was like, how do they do that? You know. And then as time went on, like my ear developed. Like as I uh, as I started guitar, like it started getting heavier and heavier, like heavier and heavier with like with sound. So it started with the Beatles. Then it evolved into uh, Santana. Then into nice. ACDC, Metallica. Pantera, then it started getting heavier and heavier, and then like Van Halen, obviously, you know, may he rest in peace. Yeah. That's actually a really hard. That's actually been a really hard uh, loss for me for 2020 was Eddie yeah. Van Halen because I remember hearing Eruption for the first time. It's like a, a guitar can do that. <laughs> I want to learn how to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, and, uh, with, uh, like as as a middle schooler, like I was also involved into sports. And like I was like I was kind of a jock, but then I started like finding music at the same time and balancing the two out. It was like, yeah, this is really cool. And like you know, for any kid that's like um, into music at such a young age, like sometimes like you'll be ridiculed and be like, "You're supposed to be a basketball player. You can't be yeah. into music. That's stupid." <laughs> you know, or at least that was my experience. But. um uh, as time went on, I like music was always something that always like soothed me and it made me feel great. And I felt like it was a, a mechanism for self-esteem for me. So um, each time that I would learn how to play some complex stuff on guitar, I mean, like, like I said, I got heavier and heavier. And then about my junior year of high school, I, I found uh, Ingve, uh, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, like all the shredders, yeah. you know, and uh, it's like if I learn how to do that, like, that'd be really cool. And uh, and I'm glad that it took me on this journey because I've been playing music professionally for uh, six years, like playing in orchestra gig, like orchestra pit gigs for musicals. Like uh, that's actually like how my wife and I met is that we had, uh, we had a fervor for doing theat- for doing musicals. Like I would be on stage as well as being off stage, like playing in pit gigs, and uh, I've even done like some studio work with. Uh, with movies and everything as well. So um, as soon as like everything like in my path in terms of music, like started to um, uh, set, like set that course for me, like whether it was um, 
whether it was just like a small like pit gig for like for a musical or whatever the case may be um i knew in my heart it's like this is it like i found something that i'm pretty decent at and it's taken me on this path and like it even brought me to liquid titanium as well so it's just like well like i can't ignore my instincts musically right. so it's um yeah that in a, in a nutshell like i'm i'm a huge music fan and all that stuff i'm sorry about the blabbing and everything no you're but, good um, yeah it's been fine. quite the journey and uh filled with amazing opportunities so yeah very that cool, cool. anything else um yeah i kind of a wrap-up question here you guys don't have to answer it because i know you kind of keep your songs kind of <laughs> you know in your back pocket but can you give us an insight sure. to maybe a song or two of of a song that you're going to be coming out with you don't have to like tell the title or just give us a little background of a song that you're going to come out with you don't have to well, i mean i think uh, we know for sure that uh, or the one we've had the or that let me start that sentence over <laughs> um I think one of the songs, songs we know for sure is going to be on our next release, whether it be a full, a full album or an EP, is um, this one uh, we wrote over a year ago now. Like, um, after, So I briefly like left the band for a few months and came back, um, and it was the first song we wrote when I came back called This Is The End, um, oh, Okay. Uh, which is kind of not... There's, there's, it's, it's not a secret that that one's about my divorce. So, because um, <laughs> um, that was kind of the reason why I had to leave the band for that time in the first place was because the um, guy I was with like kind of gave me the ultimatum of like, of like I'm gonna leave you if you don't quit the band like randomly all of a sudden. And oh no, uh, stick with the you know, band. Now I still have the band, not him. So obviously I should have made that choice in the first place. There but you, um, <laughs> you know, came to that conclusion. Uh, Eventually, so. I'm trying to tell you that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I wish, I wish that somebody had been like, dude, if a guy ever makes you say it's me or the band, you pick the fucking band. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, anybody yeah. that like anybody that needs to make that ultimatum with their partner, just that's that's stupid. Yeah, yeah that's if you're ever in that situation, problem. that's a hell of a lot of insecurity that nobody needs. Right. Yep. Yeah. For sure. And I'm pretty yeah, sure but, it was- Jake being new in the band as well. I'm pretty sure in the gray is definitely going to be in there as well. Yeah, that one, that one too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, we want to, we want to put these songs that are important to like each one of us individually on there. Um, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Like Absolutely. in the, in the gray. And, uh, I mean, Jake, like what, 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 what do you think should be on there? I mean, so I was hoping someone would mention gray. We that, was the, that was, that was, Yes. That's the one that made us fall in love with you. So of course it's going to be on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's actually avalanche is, is what I know that it's already been uh, released on there. That's one that I have hopes for. If not for this as one to have in the back pocket for like recording song number seven or eight, uh, maybe for a, a full length album, because if we were, I think read- we played that a little bit, differently at least at least i played my part on that differently than than uh bert did so that stands as a as one that i'd like to see um i think that's a song that we all love to play also and that was the first thing i learned so (laughs) yeah i'd say uh my pick i mean like i'm definitely behind gray for sure 
but uh, we have a we have this new song that I think that as yeah. as a band you always want to evolve to make sure <laughs> like to figure out like all the dynamics of like what's gonna what's gonna get a, a person's attention like right. what's gonna be mm-hmm. a good opportunity for uh, for crowd participation or anything like that mm-hmm. and I think that with this song in particular um, it's a song called Bite You Back and um, nice. yeah, there's a that one was yeah, a struggle I, to write, so we should yeah. be on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I enjoy I enjoy the dynamics that it has. Uh, like, by no means are we a uh, progressive band, but like yeah. I'm, I have progressive influences, so I feel like I can condense it somehow. Um, it's definitely a lot longer than breakdown. what we've ever had before, yeah. and it has uh, it has breakdowns and everything with it. And yeah. um, I think that that song definitely needs to like. Rege- definitely needs to be like in existing into eternity. Plus, that song the, uh, is, is the reason. Recording th- that song is is the reason. Uh, uh, we all had to get microphones, so <laughs> it's kind of fun. Right. That's true. The more the uh, playing drums is a good form of releasing some aggression, and I just like the beat on yeah. things. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. be able to yeah. do some primal screams. While you're yes. drumming, breakdowns. Yes. It's got to be. Yeah, I've been sitting in drumming. I'm not. I'm not scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. know how you drummers make it to the end of a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <Play>. true. <laughs> wow. I'd just be yeah, sitting I, there I just slapping like, the like, time. Like, even though I only played like three gigs as a drummer, like I just would, would lose clothing throughout the set, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> now I understand why they never wear shirts in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so one final question. This is just for everybody. What what kind of what kind of things do you do outside of music? You know, what kind of hobbies do you have that are outside of music? Well, I, don't know I, if I should um, go first or last. I, I have a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah Mike has, has Mike has race cars. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I have a NASCAR license. I have a oval track car that I run at Colorado National Speedway. Hell yeah, I got a buddy that races up there. Competitive RC racing, like. So that's what we're talking about there's a there's a few other things that i do architecture for my company every once in a while we need to it's just another thing that i learned in high school that i just couldn't sit and push pencil so i had to get out and build it so i've got to be a class b contractor's license (laughs) how are we not discussed drafting yeah how's that like like yeah how's that not come up (laughs) so much it's part of one of the things that are in my hobby room upstairs with the drums. It's there's the architectural section, there's drums, and there's a wall of RCs. That's cool. what we're talking about. <laughs> We've got RC cars too. Yeah. You, have, you, you, you have your fun room. <laughs> yeah. Man cave. <laughs> yep. How about you, Brad? What do you I mean, do for fun? Like, uh, <laughs> If I had a personal man cave, it would, it would look almost pretty similar because I, I draw a lot too. Um, <laughs> nice. And that kind yeah, of no. actually is kind of related to usually what I do at work anyway when I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So how about you, Brad? What do, what do you do for fun outside of music? Outside of music, um, uh, like I, I like I mentioned before we started this interview, I have a theater degree. So I love uh, I love the theater, and uh, if I ever have the time to be able to play in uh, musicals or act in musicals or plays or whatever the case, I love to do that. He had a lead uh, in the show last year that was pretty awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, it was a Manhattan. musical that was based off of the uh, Manhattan Project. It was called Atomic the Musical and um if I mean like if you have if you have the chance like I highly recommend checking it out on Spotify. Um it's a it's a it's a brilliant show. And uh in terms of like means of uh like making of uh like extracurricular activities, um I'm a huge I'm a huge gamer. I love game I love video games. I actually have I actually stream on Twitch uh under the handle strapping young brad. So I mean I I mean I mean I do it I do it more so just for fun. I mean like if right. anybody wants to view like that then they can, you know. It's kind of a it kind of gives you like a little bit of more of an edge for gaming and everything. But um uh aside from that, like I definitely um uh, I, I, I'm a huge golf fan. I love nice. golfing. I've been golfing since I was in love first golf. grade. <laughs> and uh, I find that whenever you need the the getaway from whether it's work or whether it's uh, the performing arts uh, lifestyle, uh, I find that golf is a good is a good medium in, in, with that. Like it's I always say that any golf course is my Zen garden. Like do you mean I love to just like. As Actually, long as you don't uh, start trying to rake the sand with one of those little things, you know? No, 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 nothing like that. Actually, um... <laughs> my, my alma mater is actually out in Grand Junction because that's where you guys are based, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I graduated from Mesa, so... Oh, okay. um, oh cool. Like, and, like, uh, I, I love going out to the Western Slope every once in a while. My parents actually have a, uh, house that's over on, uh, the Ninth Fairway of Tirado. And, oh, um, nice. It has a gorgeous view of the Colorado National Monument. I mean, you guys know. Yep. I don't know about uh, the guys, in the, uh, the the my peeps in the band, but um, <laughs> you guys know how beautiful that monument is. So, yeah, it's I, yeah. I have, being I able to lived, being able to golf out there is pretty awesome. Yeah. I have lived in multiple houses backing up to golf courses, but have never golfed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's an infuriating sport. <laughs> I've also just is. been kicked off of it's, golf courses. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's such a it's a it's such a mind game too. But yes. that's what also helps is that like the only way that you're gonna be playing better is if you focus on that one thing. Right. You know. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot like performing too. It's just like if you're just focusing on what you're doing and don't let your mind wander, then you'll be fine. You know, because even when you're performing on stage, like people can kind of tell when you're just like dozing off playing or whatever the case may be. And they can definitely tell by the look you're on not your in the face. moment. It's like yeah. when you're not. Yeah. When you're not in the moment, they can see that look on your face. It's like, did I need the stove on? <laughs> what am I supposed to pick up from the grocery store on my way home? I was, I thinking, I was liking the idea of the golf stuff, but I just keep it to the driving range because, yeah, I think I might get caught out there at the rig and. Brad Zen moment with the sand pit. <laughs> yeah, you could release a lot of like everybody has like a, a, is an having an athletic thing is is kind of important for everybody. I think like uh, I was I used to be a competitive figure skater in college, um, and still skate sometimes actually, um, not as much, but but it's a very oh, yeah, similar. Like I granted, I think that was probably because it was an easy come. It like. I, I like sports that you get to have music to. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was the only sure, figure sure. skater who had a program to a Megadeth song, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, Perfect. But I bonded with the chick who had not, who had a string quartet version of Iron Maiden. I'm like, we need to be friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We should we should get to Jake because he has to yeah. um, yeah. get yeah. to work very soon. Jake, you do so, sports, um, don't you? No. <laughs> 
No, you have your tea company. So I swam back in high school, but that was the only real competitive sport that I did because I'm long person, so I am built for swimming. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't get to do much swimming anymore out here in high <laughs> Colorado environment. Yeah. Yeah. No water. No water. I moved here two years ago from Florida, so I do miss the water for sure. But besides that, I, I'm loving it out here. Uh, it's the biking I recently got back into. So yep. I'm, I'm big into cycling, not like with a $4,000 bike. It's just like a, like a cheap little $300 bike, but man, taking that thing to golden and back, just a good little, little bit of exercise. Um, but yes, Erica, I recently, I, I started a tea company with my girlfriend a couple months ago. We're, uh, we're still working on like getting the labeling right and, and cost stuff, but it should be hitting a couple cafe store shelves uh, in the next couple months here. Called 180 Tea Company, actually. Cool. That's, Very cool. That's our little logo right there. We've got stickers yeah. full of stuff. 180 yeah. Tea, folks. Bada bang. New leaf, my, new life. Turn it over. My <laughs> wife will definitely check that out. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has a cabinet uh, full I'm of so PC many weird too. I'm, I'm big on uh, platformers and the, and the, like the, the story-based stuff. I, I got out of Call of Duty when I was like in college. These ten-year-olds are beating my ass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't call. I need to go study. You're being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so I got. You made me want to study as opposed to playing video games. You yeah. jerk. <laughs> I wasn't you. allowed to play Call of Duty because <laughs> it was my dad's game, so I couldn't play it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you must be this old to play. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Okay, guys, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go. I was just going to wrap us up. (laughs) But you can keep talking. Fair enough. We're very chatty. We could just keep talking forever, so please please cut us off. (laughs) Well, Tracy, this is pretty awesome. I got to say, we really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's been a blast. It's been fun talking to you guys. Mike, you're my new favorite drummer now. (laughs) (laughs) Race cars and RC cars. There you go, buddy. (laughs) That's my shit. Okay, guys, so we really appreciate you guys coming on to the show, coming on Driving Out Loud, and spending some of your valuable time with us. We really appreciate that. And We appreciate you. Thank you. What we are going to do is leave the listeners with one of your other songs, Avalanche. So as we wrap up here and say our goodbyes, the listeners will move on to the song, and that'll be it. So again, thank you for coming on Driving Out Loud. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We love the music. Keep yes. that up. Thank Definitely you. keep right that on, up. We love you too. Support it. local music, people. Support Absolutely. local music. Lake Chips yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that name tripped me out pretty bad. <laughs> I, you're welcome for coming up with that, by the way. <laughs> I, I bought us the domain lickchit.biz. We don't have a website there yet, but... Yeah. <laughs> We're going to work it. Yeah. But everyone will remember that. <laughs> yep. Okay, guys, this is Liquid Titanium, everyone. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yes, thank you very much. Peace. Thank we will you. see you. Later.
Okay, folks, that was Avalanche by Liquid Titanium. Rockin' fucking song. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. That was an excellent song. Okay, so special thanks to Erica, Brad, Jake, and Mike. You guys are fucking awesome, and you are welcome on this show anytime. Anytime, anywhere. Yes, so those three songs from their Burnt Bridge EP, Running Through My Veins, Mirage, and Avalanche. Yep, and you can find it on... Spotify and Apple Music. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure they will be putting out some new recordings here pretty soon. So as soon as y'all get that done, please come back on the show and share those songs with us so we can share them with our guests as well. And so we can just listen to your music again. Yes. Okay. So follow Liquid Titanium on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Yep. They do have some things on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And that is going to be all the time we have for you today. Until next week, driving out loud, we are out. Later. If you've enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button so you can be notified each time we publish a new episode. Also, We ask that you share the show for other podcast listeners. Join us at facebook.com slash driving out loud. You can also subscribe at our website, www.drivingoutloud.com or follow the links provided in the show summary. Thanks for listening.